Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week we are discussing the HBO Max new series titled Minx, M-I-N-X. <laughs> I felt like when I said that, I was like, maybe this will sound weird when I say that. So just wanted to spell it out for everyone. In case they thought it was like a plural of the animal mink. Exactly. That's probably it. And we also watched season two of Russian Doll, which was like six years in the making. And we have thoughts on both of them. So it'll be fun. Since these shows aren't super complicated in like their storylines and whatnot, these will be spoiler free reviews and... Maybe we can convince you to watch or not watch them. Guess we'll have to see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say Russian Doll Season 2 was almost so complicated, I can't even begin to try to spoil it. So at least that was (laughs) my experience. I was a little lost, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) She wasn't alone. Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, but first, TV news. I'm going to start us off with a sad one. Because Dollface was canceled. Hulu. What? Which one of you people didn't listen to our advice and watch this show? Because it's your fault. (laughs) Clearly a lot. Probably all the people who just didn't even (laughs) listen to our show in general. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That's so rude. To us and to our friends over at Dollface. Mm-hmm. And to women yes. around the globe. Good point. So I'm mm. really sad about that. I am sad about that. Really sad, too. In the opposite of that, I read that Nine Perfect Strangers was renewed for season two at Hulu. And that really confused me because I didn't watch it. So um, I'm not that knowledgeable in where they're going with season two. I am shocked by that. Wait, is it the same characters? Um, I have no you know? clue. It says no casting or pilot or plot info is available yet about season two. So maybe it will be different and they're going to do like a White Lotus situation. Yeah. But I, I know I connect the two of those together in my head just because they came out around the same time and kind of had similar mm-hmm. vibes. But um, interesting. I guess I don't really have any more comments because yeah, I never same. watched it. But but I was surprised. I'll just say interesting <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I don't know if you have been this involved with this um, TikTok thing where there's like some famous tiktokers that like were sisters our sisters and one of them like stopped talking to the family because she married this other guy and they think that they're that she's like in a cult but it's really like her like management Mm -hmm. the only tiktok sisters i know are like the d'amelios and i don't think this is them (laughs) that would be wild though (laughs) it is not them um 
it's I had a friend who texted me about this, so I got like dove into this conspiracy. It sounds a little bit, but I hadn't really heard anything. Very, it sounds since. very up your alley. Yes. Anyway, they're making it into a docu series. Chrissy Teigen's team that worked on the one I talked about last mm-hmm. week, um, The Way Down, is working on it, and for HBO Max. Wow, that sounds very good. And is it like an ongoing mystery? Because that's always very interesting. Yeah, like this literally happened probably like a month, maybe two months ago. So it's like Mm -hmm. pretty quick. But I think there must be other stories that have come out from this management company called 7M Films. Very scary. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Peacock is making a TV show based on... The movie Reality Bites, which I love. I love that movie. So I'm like a little a little apprehensive, I guess, about turning it into a TV TV show. But it might be similar vibes to like um, High Fidelity, maybe. Just because it's like kind of a 90s indie cult classic. Um, And the the screenwriter is attached to write the show. So that's always a good sign. Um, but I don't think there's any like casting news. I don't know if Winona Ryder or Ben Stiller are involved or any of the OG cast, but it's a great movie. And so it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I never saw that movie, but I'm all ears for your, um, updates. That's a movie that I think you would like, actually. I think that has some Teagoff vibes. I'm sure I would. I'll add it to my letterbox of movies I never watched and need to watch. <laughs> Some news that came out this morning that I never thought I would see is that Black Mirror is returning for season six. And there's not a lot of details other than there's going to be more episodes than what was in season five, which was three, I think. <laughs> the low bar. Yeah. And this is a direct quote. Even more cinematic in scope. So I think what they're planning on is to like have them all be like little mini movies, which I think it's kind of like already yeah. like that. Maybe tack on an extra 20, 30 minutes to each episode, but hmm. I'm intrigued. What cracks me up about this announcement is that the on- the picture I saw in the article, the one article I saw about that was from USS Callister, which was a major highlight mm-hmm. and that was not that was from two seasons ago so it's like they can't even really use they can't <laughs> even use miley ashley O or something from like the most recent episode drop because they know what yeah. we all really loved and i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting and i feel like Maybe it really was kind of extra disappointing because we only had three to watch last time. Because I feel like there's always Mm -hmm. like at least one in their uh, season where you're kind of like, that one didn't really resonate with me or whatever, but I really liked this one. And so when there's only three, you have like, if they're all duds to you, then that's all you get. Mm Hmm. Was another one of those like where Hot hot Priest... Was like he, in his like car. He's like an Uber driver or something. Yeah. It was that. It was. It was Hot Priest drives an Uber. Ashley O. And then the other one was like um, Yaya and 
I think Anthony Mackie were like doing it in as a video game. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we did get that Ashley O song out of it, which I know One of you my appreciate. Songs of all time. But the episode was not good. It was like, <laughs> okay, if if I have to sit through kind of this lame episode for that song, was it worth it? Sure. But the episode was st- Let stinker. me just say, I've been plugging this podcast to literally anyone who will listen, but um, Las Culturistas, which is a podcast by Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers, they made a list of 300 songs of the great global songbook. And I don't want to spoil anything, but Ashley O's song is I'm on so that happy. list somewhere, and I it is hilarious. they posted the full list, and I think I saw it on there, but there's so many lol moments even just in the list that that i forgot that and that's really saying a lot because that song is really important to me truly (laughs) and it's also funny because like i hate to admit this but i didn't realize that it is literally um a remake like a pop spoof as a spoof of pop music because it's actually a nine inch nails song (laughs) and i never knew that Oh, I never knew you that should either. Listen to that and then listen to it's just a pop version with like quote unquote inspirational lyrics, but it's head like a hole by nine inch nails. And I literally didn't know that um until someone at work was talking about it. And I said, Oh, oops. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you should seriously <laughs> listen like you, Taylor, you should listen to the real one and you'll be like, What? <laughs> it's like the the grunge version but it's like i'm like well i know this from ashley oh my favorite singer (laughs) (laughs) i feel like almost every cultural reference that i ever make i'm always so humbled and embarrassed five seconds later because i feel like that happens all the time when someone's like but you know that's really from this thing that was made like in the 90s or in the 80s because i'm not i'm i'm pretty like cultural literate but only from like mid 2000s on and I've never been able to retain any information <laughs> before then and so it's always a struggle for me and I'm always embarrassed I would say so. very cultural literate from those don't sell yourself too short because if you know Thank everything you. from those and you could write the encyclopedia that's still very good and I thank you I don't know if I could write the encyclopedia I'm pretty sure you could <laughs> and I um yeah, I I really like my goal on this earth is to like never let a reference pass by me. I always want to understand every single reference. And that one was such a big wow. one that I was like I I yeah, just how you were how you were just describing. I was like, "Wow, seriously? Guess I've got a lot of work to do left on this earth." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but yeah it was that was definitely one thing that i love the 90s parts one and part duh did not teach me well enough on vh1 apparently all clearly we're always learning yeah that's what we're here that's what we're here for my last piece of news is that colin firth and matthew mcfadden are going to be starring in a netflix movie together um where they're like spies and they're part of like a love triangle and i just i only 
I only wanted to bring this up because I thought that this was so cute and funny. They like did an interview with Vanity Fair about this new movie and they said that they fell in love with each other romantically. <laughs> and I thought that was cute. Two Mr. Darcy's. <laughs> yeah. My final piece of news is that they announced today that um, season three of Bridgerton is going to skip the B brother and go into, but I guess that doesn't really matter. They started with the fourth kid, Daphne D. I actually love that Bridgerton has their kids named alphabetically. So I always know, even though there's so many characters, I know exactly where they fall in line of their kids. I never knew they this. literally go A, B, C, D. I think they go all the way down to H because there's some daughter named Hyacinth. You didn't know that? Oh my It's so gosh. helpful. Every show should do that. That's brilliant. So it goes Anthony, B, Ben, some whatever, that pointless brother, Colin, Daphne, Eloise. See, like it's insane that I can remember all these names. Like there's so many Bridgertons. And then the bottom ones, it's like there's that's the wild. F the the F daughter that's like not she's like somewhere else. G, I think it's like Gregory. The F well, daughter. they just recast her. I want to say like Francesca or something. But I didn't really remember who that even was in the show, so the recasting means nothing to me personally. Okay, I saw news articles about the recasting, and I, I was like, I'm gonna wait to bookmark this or read into this when like it's. The information is given to me without having to yes. press a link, and it never <laughs> came back into my feeds. So I'm glad that you're enlightening me on this because I was like, I guess I'll never know who was recast in Bridgerton. Well, I, I feel like in season one there was something where like another sister like came home, like maybe she's at school or something, but she like wasn't that important. I don't remember anything. Maybe she's married already, but that doesn't make sense. I don't know. But anyway, that's the sister hmm. that got recast and truly, like, the least uh, breaking news I've ever heard. Anyways, the real news is that season three <laughs> is going to follow the love story between Penelope Featherington, queen, not technically a queen, but queen to us in our hearts, and yes. Colin Bridgerton, who meh she can do better and that's kind of a spoiler alert <laughs> well that's honestly. what i was thinking because like we'll get into this later we might we'll have a little bridgerton moment later in this episode but i like <laughs> i am i like have an episode and a half left of this season and like isn't the whole point to be like will they won't they what they should have just said like we're gonna focus on penelope do they have to mention colin because the bridgerton of it all but she's, like, much more main character than him. She's freaking Lady Whistledown. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. I don't really get it. And are they just going to keep making unnecessary storylines with the older brother? And is he just going to be, like, the old spinster that never gets married? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so... Bridgerton is set right now. They're locked in for four seasons. And if they're skipping him for a season, I mean, do they realize that no one cares? If they would just freaking make him a queer character like they 
keep baiting, I feel like, and, like, hinting, and then it never happens. That would be interesting if they had, like, a queer Bridgerton season. But they're probably not, and they're skipping to this. Like, is it just, like, I don't don't know. Like, maybe they feel kind of like there's urgency to see them pan out, these two. Which, honestly, if there's urgency, I would say there was more urgency for the other Bridgerton sister. Eloise? Personally. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, because that's, it's, so I say that I haven't finished it yet because I'm like, maybe they do, maybe stuff happens in this last episode or something. But if nothing really has happened yet that, like, definitively, then I guess she's probably locked in for season four. But that's kind of a long time to wait for her to have her own season. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's just so funny because Colin is just like, ugh. People can hate Bridgerton all they want. But the conversations that we're able to have because of it are truly um, irreplaceable. I love ha- talking about Bridgerton. Could talk about mm-hmm. it for days on end. I'm fully, so. I'm fully invested in Bridgerton now. I feel like when we watched first season, part of me was like, I don't think this is very good, but it's so like, and so I was almost like annoyed that it was so popular because I was like, I feel like there's better shows out there. But I'm finding myself missing mm-hmm. some things from season one and like, and I really am liking revisiting in season two and being back in the storylines and like in their town and things like that. And I'm like, no, like just enjoy it. And it's fun. Even, even if I think some, yeah. if I get mad at some little parts, I'm still having a great time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I do think I would get exhausted if I was only watching dark artistic Emmy award winning TV shows at all totally. all the time, you know? Yeah. Okay. For our top three, it'll be a good introduction into our first show, Minx. Jordan, let's hear your uh, overview of what Minx is. Well, Minx is set in the 70s. 60s now i'm getting it mixed up with 70s I'm sounds right it up to with me Russian doll which does a lot of time jumping into sometimes the 80s sometimes the 60s but i think it is right actually in the middle i think it's right in the 70s and it's basically about a woman who um she's a journalist and she has she wants to start a feminist leaning magazine and the only way for her to even really do that at all the the way the door opens is to make like a female gaze driven pornographic magazine where she could also publish like feminist articles but it's like men are the objects of the magazine not women and so it kind of goes through kind of the process of making a magazine at all and set feminism in the 70s and social norms and with a lot of quirky characters along the way, it was pretty fun. It was really fun. And I'm excited to get into it. But first, we have to hire our own employees. Because I want to know, if you had a magazine, it could be about whatever you wanted. It doesn't have to be um, Nudes. <laughs> a feminist porn. <laughs> yeah. 
magazine, but um, there's like three main people and characters in Minks that are so fun. Um, there's the publisher who is the one who kind of really calls the shots at the end of the day and is providing the all of the money and like the resources and materials to make this magazine. Um, there's the centerfold coordinator, which is a little bit of a mysterious role, but kind of the person who's like coordinating everything going into the centerfold. Big deal. And then your photographer who's shooting the centerfold and other photography throughout the magazine. So Jordan, who are your employees for your magazine? Well, once I got this idea in my head for my publisher, I couldn't think of anyone else. And it's funny because I don't think I've ever pulled a character from the other show we're talking about for the week. But I really think that Nadia (laughs) would be really good at this because I feel like she actually is kind of similar to Jake Johnson slash Nick Miller. It's going to be really hard to not call him Nick Miller while we're talking about him. And you probably have to Google who's Jake Johnson, but you don't have to Google who's Nick Miller from New Girl. And that's (laughs) But like she kind of has a personality and like mannerisms like his character in this. But she also is coming Mm -hmm. from the female perspective. But like I don't I think that she would be really good to negotiate with and she's kind of scattered, but she's also kind of on top of things. Like she has to do a lot of mystery solving in this season of Russian doll. And yeah, I just, I just like think she would be good at that. Yeah. Like if, like if she's passionate about it, she'll get it done. And I think she would be passionate about it for my centerfold coordinator. So I picked Keely from Ted Lasso. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Brilliant. She, um, she actually kind of reminds me of that character in some ways from Minx too. And they have like very similar vibes. Like they're extremely girly. And so people don't necessarily take them seriously immediately, but they're actually like very sharp and really good at kind of organizing people and getting the job done, but also have like good fun ideas and great people skills. And I think she would make people feel very comfortable and do a really good job. And then for my photographer, probably fresh in my mind from talking about his Doctor Who casting last week, but I picked Eric from Sex Education. He's like very artistic. Um, He could double as a stylist. They have to do a lot of different jobs on minks because they're pretty low budget. And in some ways, he kind of reminded me of the photographer in minks because he's like a very like um, warm presence and also has that artistic flair and everyone just loves having him around so brilliant casting i love it for mine (laughs) okay you're gonna die (laughs) oh my gosh i can't wait this came to me and i couldn't get it out of my mind there's a reason so there's a reason so for my publisher i chose jason oppenheim (laughs) Oppenheim, I guess. I said Oppenheim, but I just think like he could be good because of his name for this magazine. (laughs) Oppenheim. (laughs) I feel like um, in Selling Sunset, he's like very good at just like giving all of the employees like he's good at like letting them do what they want while also providing like 
um, advice and like what he would do if he were them, but ultimately like they can make the decision yeah. kind of thing. I, I think like he's actually very yeah, a very good think boss. That he's like good at his job. It's really really fun to make mm-hmm. fun of the Oppenheim twins, especially of that TikTok that's been it's going around. Hilarious <laughs> of the of the two girls that are <laughs> wearing bald caps and doing a day in the life of the Oppenheim twins, and it's the funniest thing in the universe. <laughs> but he actually is good at his job, I think, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, that he would be good at this, especially because so much of this is like the numbers and like he, like he would be good at that. Yeah, he's got the money. Yeah. Wow. We hopefully wouldn't have to work with the mafia I, in order to. <laughs> yeah, and I don't magazine. know if I'd want him on set necessarily, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, I think he would do a good job. That's such. A, that's the funniest answer possible. Oh my gosh! Especially because like it's we're usually not doing we're usually doing this with like fake people. <laughs> He's like a very real person. I know. I love it. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have ended with him because my other two aren't as um <laughs> hilarious. But for my centerfold coordinator, I chose Issa <gasps> D. She's really good at like getting people mm-hmm. together, coming up with a vibe. Um, just great at that. Um, and then my photographer, I chose Lexi Howard from Euphoria. Genius. I can. She's got an eye. I mean. Although her play was chaos, it was, like, artistically, like, pretty good, mm-hmm. actually. Like, the lighting and, like, um, the symmetry. I liked it. So I would like yeah. to see what she could do. She had a vision. Do. That's such a great, a great trio. I think you guys put out a great magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> All right. Minks. Overall feelings on it. How did you enjoy it? Or not enjoy it? I guess I'm inferring things already. Um, I did enjoy it. I breezed right through it. It was very easy watch. And I have to say up front, they actually show you the nudity. So I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not for no, the faint of heart. It, yeah, you need the... Mom and dad, please don't watch this. I, um, but what something that's funny, though, is that it's like, besides the nudity, everything else about the show felt like very standard sitcom-y, kind of. Like, a lot of the episodes, there was like a problem that came up, and then they fixed the problem by the end. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and certain mm-hmm. characters would like learn a lesson along the way. So I was like, wow, it's so funny, because it's like a very, very standard TV show format. But you're going to see mm-hmm. some penises. That's a really good point. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> but I really liked it. And I not just not oh just gosh. some. Let's just you. make that clear. I am actually I'm actually curious if they beat out Euphoria for the number of penises on screen. And I feel one like episode. they had to have. I'd like to it know like the answer to that. Book. But. But yeah, and it's so funny because. I think we've talked about, I can't remember what show we talked about this with before, because it was before we did our first Euphoria episode, but like, it is really interesting because you barely see any boobs. You see some, but like every other Mm -hmm. show on any network, like you're going to see at least one. So it's like, 
it is funny how like the show is like we're trying to turn this on its head like in the show the characters are but the show also is doing that so it's kind of interesting yeah that's Um, true how did you feel about it yeah I loved it I was having a great time it was honestly just like really fun and like different than anything I've really watched especially recently and I just felt like all the characters did like an amazing job. Them. And um the styling, I mean, having it based in the seventies, that is also mm-hmm. really fun. There are like a lot of really fun like cameos or like people you'll recognize from other shows that mm-hmm. show up. It was an interesting show because outside of like Nick Miller, as I was saying. And um, Lennon, Parham, Lennon Parham, who plays the main character's sister, who is really iconic Veep uh, guest star. And I've I've listened to her as a guest on some podcasts and really love her. But those were kind of the only two main characters that I recognized. Like, I knew the cameos more than the most of the main characters. Um, yeah, but same. the main cast was so good and, like, immediately likable and fun and had really um distinct characters that I felt like I knew them all like immediately even though I actually did it I'd barely seen them in anything before and that was like really kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah I agree like I kept um the centerfold coordinator her Love name's Bambi her. and I just I loved her so much and I like kept looking at her IMDB because I was like how have I, like, not really seen her in anything? And I'm still a little confused. Anyway, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed her. She and... is actually funny. When I was thinking of yeah. the top three people, I was like, I feel like I'm going to use some of these Minx characters for future top threes a lot. Because they were just, like, they were just oh, totally. so good. And, like, really well thought out characters that were fun and complex. Even though it's, like, this short show. I was impressed. Really impressed mm-hmm. by that. I also the lead. I don't I didn't know her Joyce from anything. And she was really good. She was a good character because um she's kind of like the typical she could be just kind of the typical person who like kind of thinks she's smartest person in the room and kind of has a stick up her butt. And she should be more unlikable mm-hmm. than she was, but I feel like she never got to the point where, like I would be annoyed with her, I'd be like, You're clearly in the wrong here. But I never got to the point where I was yeah. like oh, I hate this character. That I think is rare because I think a lot of shows try to do that and they just end up making an unlikable mm-hmm. female character. But she was like just really well-rounded and good. And I mean, I think she was a really great example of like white feminist. And um, also she's English. <gasps> wow. And yeah, I was shocked when I read that. And she also had a little bit of a lisp, which I thought was really cute. And I don't know if that was, like, her or because of she's English. And so it was, like, her transitioning into an American accent. I don't know. But I thought it was cute. Well, that's so interesting. Yeah, I never would have guessed she was British. Wow. I know. Um, Well, there you have it on Minx. Two people on this podcast <laughs> recommend it. So 100%. <laughs> two out of two podcasters <laughs> recommend <laughs> Well, and I haven't seen, like, anyone uh, watching no, one, this. 
I have yet to talk when to a I single person. When I tweeted the other night on the Girl Meet Show Twitter, anyone watching Minx? It got two likes and one was from you. <laughs> <laughs> was the other one from you on your regular account? No, it wasn't. It was, um, um, no, I only like the tweets that I think deserve to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other tweet was from, like, probably a bot or something. <laughs> I don't know which is sadder, me liking my own tweet or a bot, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, it likes the like. press is good press. In the eyes of Elon Musk. Hey, that's on hold. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. On to season two of Russian Doll. Wow, did we wait so long for yes. this? Our... Viewing experiences were quite different. I watched this a few weeks ago, so we'll see how much I can even remember from this show. And I also watched it while I was on an airplane. So I did not have the luxury of being able to Google anything. So I'll start off and say I was very lost. I was very confused. And like, I think they did do like a recap thing at the beginning, but. I just felt genuinely like a little like every episode I was like a little like huh and it just felt pretty like repetitive to me and I didn't fully understand like where it was going and even when it ended I still didn't fully understand why we had to go to all those places (laughs) so but I love Natasha Leon like she is so Mm -hmm. good that I was like It still felt worth it to me to watch, but I didn't love it as much as I loved season one. Yeah, I would agree that I still cared what was going to happen to her and her friends and stuff because they're all good, likable actors, and um, obviously she carries it all. Um, And I, I mean... We loved the 70s and minks and the outfits. I loved all the different styles of all the different decades that she finds herself in and stuff. But yeah, I was pretty confused. And I would say that because this season is so different than season one, the recap couldn't... There's only so much that recap could really even prepare us for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I... I'm still a little lost on it. I was actually really hoping that the finale... <laughs> would like clear it all up for me and maybe I just I wasn't paying close enough attention or something but I'm still a little I still Mm -hmm. feel kind of in the dark um I found I was telling Taylor that I found these I didn't know that there were like message boards on our favorite app tv time and after some of the episodes I was like what happened and I was like oh there's people like discussing it this is super helpful and this is not a spoiler but some people's reactions that I saw to the finale that I was kind of like, oh, that's an interesting take. And I I don't really know how I feel about this. But they, they were saying things like the point of this whole season was all that time that you spend trying to fix your past and you're dwelling too much on the past. And, and like they talked about um, that um, Coney Island thing where they talk about like, oh, the one thing that if you had done this differently, your whole life would be better now or whatever. And they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. if you spend too much time worrying about that and chasing down all these things from the past, then you miss out on the things happening in the present and being with people you love. And I was like, 
I like that idea, but also is that warrant an entire season of TV, especially when like mm-hmm. they kind of literally are discussing that idea in like the first two episodes kind of, you know? So it's kind of like, yeah. so there are certain things that like, did she, cause there are certain things that pop up where she's like, well, that was actually just pointless. All the things I just did. Um, but the, was the season pointless? Like, I don't know. I, and so I don't know if yeah, really the entire point of the season, because I do think that is poignant and a good message. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like we kind of cleared that up earlier on. So I'm kind of confused as to where did it, where did this lead us? Yeah. in in the end, like I, I did like the finale. Cause I, the way, what I took from it was kind of like, generational trauma and like healing from that and like how you can um go move forward with that but again I feel like they could have like told that message in like half the amount of time which is crazy for a show that was only six episodes but it felt like it was like time and time again it was like oh this was for nothing oh did this for nothing Mm -hmm. like oh lost that thing again and so it kind of just got old to me and I feel like they could have told that those two things in like a little bit more of an interesting yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. And I think you're spot on with the generational trauma because that was also popping up and uh, popping up a lot in those message boards. <laughs> I'm honestly su- shocked to learn that more people are using TV time. <laughs> exactly. There were like hundreds of comments. There were comments that would get like a thousand likes. And I was like, Wow. wow, this is a whole new world I've never really uh, dive, dove into. So, highly recommend. Because it was there were some things that were actually very helpful, and it wouldn't let me click into the message boards until I marked that I'd watched the episode. Or it would, like, warn me before, which I also really liked. So, just one more plug for that app, mm-hmm. TV Time. Well, I love it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like I would never say – it definitely was not bad. I just don't know if I really got it basically same i know that it's just so hard to find time to watch shows for fun but you'll love her in orange is the new black she's like the best character oh sometimes i forget i I mean like i don't forget that it's her but i think of her so much as russian doll because that's just so much newer but she really is like one of the best parts about of orange is the new black um just before we're recording this episode, I saw a TikTok of an interview with her, and she was saying that um, she was talking about what she wanted for her funeral with her then boyfriend, Fred Armisen. She was saying that for her funeral, she just wanted all of their friends to get together and do impressions. <gasps> I think of her. Oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, what a brilliant <sighs> idea. And then Fred was like, well, why do you have to wait for you to die to do that? So then for her birthday, he like compiled a videos of all of their friends doing impressions and like gave her oh my gosh and i was like that's so cute and amazing and i want to see the video yeah and like who i want a list of everyone who does it Mm -hmm. (sighs) because their friendship circle is oh yeah well you know melanie linsky (laughs) she's in Mm -hmm. there did you ever see but i'm a cheerleader though i mean i've only seen like now two more things than you that she's in but those are good (laughs) But I'm a cheerleader is really good too. Well, I already had my letter boxed up and so yeah, I'll do add it. that too. Um Bun B U N. What? 
<laughs> bun of a cheerleader? It's called But I'm a Cheerleader. <laughs> it's the one where her parents send her to like like scared straight camp because she's a lesbian. Mm, got it. We've talked about this movie before, actually. It's adding good. it to my list. I see that you've rated it, it four stars, and so has Bo and Yang. Wow. Fun. And you like the colors in it, too. They make the girls wear... Well, and because yeah, the... the Silk Chiffon video is like a spoof of the movie, or like an homage. Cute. And I have to. Wow, fun. Okay. Um. All right. Well, kind of a bummer about Russian Doll, but I won't be mad. I just am like yeah, a little and sad. And other people are really liking it. It's like... So I think it's kind of like, if you were a fan of the first season, I, I think it's worth a try. It's so short. I just didn't I I just didn't get it like I wanted to understand it. One more thing I actually wanted to say is that I also I know this is something I kind of talk about frequently about like shows feeling like they have to like com combat so many different like political mm-hmm. things with mm-hmm. like their shows when it's just like I just don't I don't agree. And it was like it was trying to do that a little bit. Like it was talking about Nazis and like the berlin wall and like that stuff just went in over my head and i was just like i don't really need this show to like teach me about that Mm. because like it's already like not in reality so why do we have to put ourselves back into the sad reality that is our world it is i think the parts of it were interesting with like the world war ii nazi stuff because like they did steal people's heirlooms and art and things and so that was interesting Mm -hmm. the berlin wall part was confusing though because like we never i liked seeing her friend alan from season one having that moment when he's like talking to his grandma but i also i almost think that like the alan stuff did like meant, meant i got less explanation of what in the world was going on with nadia Yes, like, we were involved with Alan, like, not enough, but also too much. They needed to, like, pare that really down or amp yeah, it really up. Yeah, and actually up. have those stories. I thought those stories were going to connect more, but I guess they really only connected, like, mm-hmm. thematically because... But they kind of didn't. They were saying almost, like, different... There were, like, different messages going on there because, like, he needed to stop... Avo- well, I guess Nadia wasn't, like, intentionally avoiding the present. He was. He didn't even want to live in the present anymore. He only wanted to live in the past. And then was, like, mm-hmm. confused when bad things were, like, still happening in the past. And it wasn't all, like, rosy like he hoped. And she was like, I have a very specific mission I'm trying to accomplish in the past. Like, she wasn't, like, necessarily intentionally avoiding her life in the present. It just happened that her present got neglected. When she kept going back. So yeah. it's like those two things don't really connect that easily, in my opinion. No. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I'm glad I'm glad that we I'm glad you stopped and we <sighs> talked about that though, because like we didn't even mention him. Yeah, and he was a big part of the yeah. show. Kind of. Of the season. <laughs> like important kind of. and also why are you there? Ish. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There were just little things that hmm. I was like, maybe this was too short. Yeah. But dragged out too much. But I think with a six episode show, you can't have 
two main characters. They needed yeah. to have one. Well said. Alrighty. Um, there you have it. Russian Doll season two. Dot dot dot. What? <laughs> um, who's your crush of the week? Well, I'm gonna go back to Bridgerton because I am really loving Jonathan Bailey in season two, aka Anthony Anthony. I um really hated him in season one and they really glowed him up like we were kind of talking about earlier was that off the pod or was that I think that was off the pod but we can bring it onto the pod I was saying that I hope that the other Bridgerton boy that is going to be the main character of the next season I hope he gets the same glow up that he did because I remember talking to someone about um, the actor Jonathan Bailey where she I showed her pictures of him from like photo shoots like that he'd done and she was like that's the same guy why is he so not cute in Bridgerton and he's like very hot in real life and so finally they merged the two and his character yes he can be very stupid and annoying at times in a very frustrating way in this season and they're doing that mm-hmm. to us on purpose obviously but he is hot, and I just, I have a big crush on him as I'm wrapping up the season right now. Is he a short king? I actually, one of my most recent Google searches was <laughs> Jonathan Bailey height. He says 5'11", and, and I said that's a lie. But here's here's proof to maybe back it up, is that... Me and my sister believe that no one is actually 5'11". No, especially when they're famous. They're all That height does not exist. Max. But, um... The girl who plays Kate, Kate Sharma, she's 5'10". And they basically look eye to eye in this show. So that to me it's was a, a mo- little... It's a show, though. That means they have inserts in his soul. They've got we- lifts. Movie magic. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I hope he's a short king. I hope he's 5'8". <laughs> but he's gay anyway in real life, so he would never even go for me. But he's just like... It's funny because... Uh, hot. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Before I watched the second season, I um maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I can't remember who I told this to or if it was on the podcast. I um all the things I had seen, like I had only seen like screenshots of the second season, and they were all of him coming out of the water with like a white wet t shirt, yeah, and not t shirt blouse, <laughs> and it was so funny because like. I was watching it and I fell asleep and I slept through that iconic scene. And so luckily the next morning I was like, I think I should probably rewind. Like I was tempted to not, but I rewound and I was like, oh, I can't believe I almost skipped this entire like main plot scene. Seriously. And they really. And honestly, it's not even like for the plot. It's just for the Mm -hmm. coming out of water. It's just to objectify him. With the wet shirt. For sure. And they pick a shirt that is literally turns clear with the water on it. Like, it's (laughs) not even like, like, what is that shirt actually made of? Because it literally becomes like saran wrap all over him. It's so (laughs) funny. And it actually is. The scene got so much publicity that it's actually shorter than I expected. I was like, you. I mean, it you was, fall asleep I, honestly, and you miss it, like you did. <laughs> yes, I was a little uh, bit shocked. I was like, that's the scene that they've been posting because honestly, it wasn't even like that. You don't get that good of a sexy. look. 
no. the, the picture that they show is actually the best look you get because he's like has his arms on the pier or whatever and he's like pushing himself yeah. up but you like you don't really get to see anything just no. saying but yeah he's really doing it for me and it's great, great answer thank you well speaking of doing it for you <laughs> i was hesitant to use this as my crush this week because we're going to be talking about this show next week but I'm too deep in it to not choose this person. I only have eyes for this person right now. <laughs> That's how I and feel. I'm glad. It's Usually some of their crushes were like, hmm, <laughs> I guess I'll pick this guy. I'm not. But this is like, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like, am I going to dream about him tonight? Probably. <laughs> yeah, this is like legitimate crush. Can't stop. Won't stop. Gotta have it type of thing. <laughs> Cold stone. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to my sister, Taylor Swift. But. Wait, did you hear what I just said? No, I, I didn't. What did you say? Cold stone. That's one of the sizes at cold stone. Gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was yes. so stupid. I had to make sure you heard oh, yeah. it. <laughs> Wait, did you hear my joke? Wait, but did you hear what I said? <laughs> I'm glad you repeated it because that was a really perfect joke. Thank you. Um, I was too blinded by my apology to miss well, taylor i mean that was really important to get out there um but started conversations with friends um and joe alwyn he's doing it for me he his facial hair there's a part where his hair hair is a little bit odd but then it was fixed for me the next episode when he's like a little bit sun-kissed his and hair hair <laughs> Anyway, I'm excited to finish it and discuss it next week with Jordan on this here podcast. Very excited to start. Um, just because something that's interesting about Bridgerton is actually the first season was like it genuinely was shocking on the sexy levels. This season, it's um. They'll randomly throw in a sexy scene that has nothing to do with anything at all. But the main characters, it's all like you get a really steamy makeout and mm-hmm. it's a very notable difference. Um, so that'll be definitely different when we talk about conversations with friends. So I hear. Um, this is actually a Bridgerton episode. Sorry, we led everyone astray telling you that we were gonna talk about minks <laughs> well, and so Russian dolls. It's just so funny because it's like you literally said this earlier where it's like the discussions you have about Bridgerton. Like it's shocking how much you there is to talk about because it's like such a light mm-hmm. fluffy show. But actually, like I could clearly discuss it for hours. Yeah, but it's true because I feel like I don't know what the opposite of a prude is, but I feel like that because I prefer season one over season two <laughs> of Bridgerton. And What's the opposite of well, like you could get into some. <laughs> non-PC words that we just don't really say anymore, I guess. But it's like, what if you're the one watching? It's like, it's not slutty. (laughs) I will say I'm a slut for season one, sure. I was thinking, it's like, would I still, who would I choose still? The Duke or Anthony? The Duke is still the hottest guy ever. I would be shook if you said Anthony. What if, what if 
they were they were like oh the duke he didn't reggae jean page he didn't want to come back on the show but they like couldn't let him be on the show because no guy could match up to him so they're like let's make it seem like we gotta get him out of here (laughs) oh man i am here's the last thing i'll say about that okay Reason why the Duke is still above for me, A, the height, but B, (laughs) from the beginning, I like what the Duke is about. I like that he is, like, teaching her things and, like, is, like, open and, like, he has, like, an episode or two maybe, it's hard to remember so long ago, where it was, like, I was a little bit frustrated with, like, their lack of communication, Mm -hmm. where in season two the Viscount, I'm just, like, shaking him the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't get you. He's a dumb Like, dumb. none of your... None of your reasoning makes any sense to me, and it's not until, like, the very end where it's, like, freaking finally. Yeah, like, the dad stuff. Because that stuff... That's all legit... Like, when he's kind of, like... They're like, you used to be fun, and you haven't smiled in years. And he's like, well, I literally watched my dad die, and I had to be the parent in this household and it's like you know he has a point but here's the thing the duke because i like the vibes of like they kind of i i like a story where like they hate each other but then it's actually just like they're obsessed with each other that's totally fine that's great great story um yeah duke was kind of he was he was like well-rounded because he could totally tease what's her name daphne like they kind of had a little rough go at the beginning because he was kind of rude and blah, blah, blah. But he was like, he was both. He was also nice. And yeah, he was like teaching mm-hmm. her stuff and all that. Anthony is like way too much of a hothead. And yeah, all, he's like, he's got like rage issues. Um, But I mean, they just made him so freaking hot that I, I forgive it all. But it is, I don't think there's a real contest of him versus the Duke. But in this season... There's no guys that compare, especially because like, and this, the brother, I just, that one, that second brother, the B, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, B is for boring. (laughs) (laughs) He is just, I, I literally said to Taylor earlier, I can't remember the last time I saw a more pointless character on a show. You should tweet Shonda. I should. Shonda, let me help. Make him interesting at all. Just because he paints or draws or whatever, that doesn't, that can't be his only personality trait. <laughs> Just because you're an artist doesn't mean you're interesting. It doesn't. Colin is like a dud, but at least he has some other things going on. Penelope makes yeah. him interesting. Anyway, okay, that's my soapbox. That's all. There you have it Bridgerton, Minx, and the Russian doll. Wow, who couldn't even remember? Oh my gosh. Wow. And well, and a special apology to Taylor Swift. This has been a packed episode. It's going to be packed and we've got a lot for next week because we'll get to talk about Taylor Swift. We have some science experiments brewing for our viewing of conversations with friends. Yeah. So we'll get to see the results of those and let you in on that. Mhm. And should be fun. Thank you for listening to us. And we greatly appreciate it. For real. Thank you. Bye. Bye.